Hi, folks. I'm Duncan Gill, child and adolescent psychiatrist. And I'm Victoria Lee, licensed clinical mental health counselor. And welcome to Is There a Med for That? the podcast about teen mental health, behavioral problems, and what to do about them. Victoria and I have been working together for years with kids. Sometimes we use therapy, sometimes medication. Sometimes we just give guidance to parents. And we realize that sometimes kids just need to be left alone. We don't have all the answers, but we've got some of them. We'll do our best to share what we've learned over the years working with struggling kids and their families. We hope you enjoy the show and that we can be helpful to those who have taken on the hardest, most important job in the world, being a parent. Hi, Vicki. How's it going today? It's good. You know, I realize that we start most podcasts that way. And it's funny because we spend a lot of the morning together. But when you're on a podcast, you sort of have to... Say hello again? You have to say hello again <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why that is. I think because we're inviting other people into the conversation in a kind of, maybe not in the conversation, but to join us in some way. I think that's it. Right. I feel like it's a polite thing to do. Polite greet and welcome. That's right. Part of our practice. Hello, Vicky. Hello, Duncan. What are we talking about? You know, we were playing around with a couple of ideas today. And what came to mind, actually, when I was driving into work today, just being a parent myself, how to, and from doing parenting group this past week, and probably many other weeks, but talking about how do you deal with feeling negative? as a parent. I think part of the, some of our overarching <clears throat> principles that we practice are, the very foundation of it is about creating a positive family culture, positive leadership, and as the parents, hopefully that comes from us most of the time. But the reality is, especially being a parent, um, you might not always feel, feel very positive. No, and it's exhausting. Yeah. We were talking yesterday about it being a pretty thankless job in a certain way. In other ways, it's... pressure. Yeah, really gratifying in a lot of ways, but in many ways, it's... Yeah. Other jobs you get paid to do at this one, they take all your money. It's true. You know? It's opposite what it should be, and it's the hardest job in the world. Yep. How come you're not getting paid for it? I guess theoretically, you're getting paid for it. Yeah. And somebody Uh, will take care of you when you're old. Yeah. If you did it right, if you did it right. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say that, but it might be something to consider. What are you role modeling for your kids? How are they going to treat you in the old folks home? I guess being negative is sort of a good thing in that you don't want to be completely satisfied with your parenting. There's mm. always room for improvement. And to some degree, being negative makes you try harder mm. to fix things. But then again, you think being mm. positive would do that, but... I guess you always want a certain level of dissatisfaction because you can always do better. I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to live in like a positive delusional state as right. a parent because that can be dangerous too. Thinking about, I think we've mentioned it in a past podcast, but how would we define positive and the way I define it is being constructive and optimistic, kind of orienting yourself in perspective towards your family, the day, life in a constructive way. Whereas negative, I see it as um, non-constructive, pessimistic, destructive. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so have you heard a negative sentiment override? Nope. So negative sentiment override, it's positive. um, It comes up a lot in marital counseling. Oftentimes you get to a point where the negative feelings 
heavily outweigh the positive feelings. And then even something that might be a positive thing that your partner does, you interpret it as negative. Just because of where you are? Yeah, right. So like maybe um, your husband brings you home flowers or your wife makes you dinner. So stereotypical, but I'm going with it today. (laughs) We're going to get calls about that. It'd be nice if we got calls about that. Yeah, we should get some calls at some point, we hope. So dear fans, please call us. Um, But say, yeah, your husband brings you flowers, but you're in a negative sentiment override state. And so in your head, instead of it being, oh, wow, he's thinking of me. It's like, oh, what did he do now that he's trying to make up for? what did he do wrong? Yeah. Or, you know, your wife made you dinner when you got home from work. And instead of being like, oh, I, I really appreciate that, how thoughtful of her to do that. She's having an affair. Oh, that's very right? negative. Yeah. That's quite right? a negative space. Right. What is she hiding or whatever? Um, or she didn't even, yeah, just go into a negative place. And so I think that can happen with especially teenagers or toddlers because they're developmental periods that are very taxing, uh, especially for certain personalities in kids. Right. I think some are maybe more challenging than others. I was hell on wheels as a teenager. I was a wild I hear child. That. Yeah. I've never spoken with your family members about it, but I'd like to oh, hear that would more be funny. Inter- from somebody else. Oh my God, we should have our parents come on and have oh the other person interview them about how we were as teenagers. That's great. That'd be great. We'll put that on the list. Okay. You know, I was going to say, um, this is sort of a general psychiatric thing or psychological thing, but I was talking with a psychiatrist who had read more than I did. And said that in terms of neuronal networks, neuronal networks, they've seen that actually sort of the the size of the network actually shrinks when you're in sort of a bad space and you actually mm, I feel that yeah you in can't my head. make connections that you would otherwise it's, yeah limiting you've been in a space where you're just in a bad mood and you just cannot see how you possibly could feel good about yeah and the next day it's different yeah. happens to me all the time. Yeah, it's really, yeah. And so, great, you're, you're pointing out one thing. So as a parent, if we are experiencing a lot of negative sentiment override or negativity is coming up a lot for us, then maybe that is one thing to check to make sure there isn't some form of depression going on or is there a med for that, right? Right. Because, I don't know, that's, you know, it's just part of our podcast, so why the hell not say it? But beyond that, you know, is there a med for that? I was going to say one other thing about, what did we say right before the neuronal network? I love that statement. Yeah, it's a good one. Network. I don't remember, but I got something else to say. Okay, keep going. Um, well, I got a couple things to say. Uh-oh. Um, the wheels are coming alive. Yeah, I don't so think that's a saying, but <laughs> I just made it up. Say the, the wheels, wheels are, are coming, coming alive. alive. <laughs> I only slept a few hours last night. <laughs> because of your kids. Because of my kids. Yeah. Very real. You know, I didn't sleep that much either, which is probably mm. why I'm forgetful. And that's why we're talking about negative feelings today. <laughs> I don't feel negative so much. It's just out of it. Yeah, spacey. But animals have been raising children for millions of years, right? Dinosaurs and stuff. And real somehow it works out. But humans uh, think so much. Yep. Um, you know, I we were talking yesterday and... Part of parenting, I came up with this analogy that parenting is being on a sinking ship, trying to make it to the other shore, mm. and taking on water. And <laughs> right, you like this? 
Feeling real positive with this one, Doug. And part of you wants to just abandon ship. Get the hell off of that ship. Abandon parenting, right? And just leave. And part of you feels like you have to go down with a ship. Mm. And part of you just wants to make it to the other. Valiant captain. Damn sure. Yep. And we were talking. I'm repairing the ship already. What's that? I'm trying to get the ship repaired. I know. Well, uh, we talk about ways to kind of keep your ship, metaphorically speaking, floating. Float. And there's lots of sort of idealistic principles and systems and suggestions by psychologists as to the perfect parenting approach. But parenting's messy. Mm. And no matter what, waters, you're taking on water. Yep. And sometimes you have to duct tape and you just have to get through. And I've noticed even with my own kids, ultimately the problems go away despite me. Mm-hmm. Kids will outgrow certain things. Yep. It seems irrelevant to, to, in, in terms of what I do. Yeah. But some of these things that. just go away over time. And if you can just hang on and keep patching stuff, the, I think an optimistic message, things usually work out okay. Mm. Yeah, Duncan's gonna love this analogy. It's almost like the womb, right? Uh, no, we right? don't have the womb, do we? <laughs> Come on, you're an MD. <laughs> you should be very comfortable talking about wombs. I didn't do so great in my OBGYN rotations. <laughs> wasn't my favorite. Those poor women. <laughs> Imagine seeing Duncan walk in. That'd be a nightmare. <laughs> they didn't um, let me in the room, so. I know. I bet. Yeah, no, I feel bad want, for they guys. Men in the room, yeah. Deliver, I totally get yeah. that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, I but I know there's a lot of great gynecologists, males out there, so nothing against that. But right. um, what were we talking about? We're talking about negativity. Negativity. But you said um, right before that. Isn't it great listening to a show by two exhausted parents <laughs> who can't remember anything about <laughs> negativity? They were just too damn positive. <laughs> no, you said something really good. Um, <laughs> The kids outgrow. Oh, the womb. We're back to the womb. Um, It's too bad. Because it's really similar, right? Like a woman gets impregnated and then you're a container for this miraculous life. Right. Right. And so, yeah, making sure that the environment is healthy and essentially not interfering often. It's at maximum support, minimum interference. It just occurred to me. Let's talk about meds for a second. Got to. Um, He's going to get the hell out the of the number womb of, subject. It just happens every now and then. It's not that infrequent. Get a 16-year-old, 15, 16-year-old. It seems like a disaster. The mood's all messed up and suicidal thoughts and meds aren't doing great. And then they'll come back in five years Wow. as if nothing happened. Yep. And it is how gross some of this stuff. Developmental. Even, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it doesn't look develop. It looks way out of proportion outside yep. the bell curve. Is, I think a lot of times it just gets better. You just have to survive and not not jump yeah. off the ship. Yeah. This too shall pass. Right with the negativity. I think it's a good reminder when we're in the negative mindset as a parent that sometimes you just have to see it through. Perseverance. Stick with it. And wait for your More neuronal networks to <laughs> get active again, you know, and, and maybe rest right in the meantime. I think earlier today you said cry. Sometimes you need yeah, a good cry. cry, you know, right. Whatever. Cause not everything's great. 
Yeah. All the time. Sometimes you don't know why you're feeling negative, but you just are. Maybe it's a biorhythm. Maybe it's your kid just did something outrageous. You're tired. And we talk about one of our sayings, embrace all feelings, guide all behaviors. Yep. It's good to role model for kids yeah. that you can feel really crappy and still do what you need to do. I, yep. Um, it's a great... Did we talk about... I think we talked about this. Um, book called... Um, What's it called? (laughs) Good book. Anyways, there's a story in it about how anxious people get these days about being anxious. Yeah. How angry they get about being angry as if Mm. you're not supposed to have negative feelings. Right. Um, It's the idea of like um, you can have pain or you can add suffering to it. Right. Right. Suffering is... Optional. It's optional. Is Um, that how it goes? There's some profound saying out there about that. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is That's right. Optional. That's our, our fact checker. Yeah. Uh, checking with us. Ben through our, Gill, through our, our audio guy. Right. What was I saying? Your book about... The, the book. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the old days, in the 1800s, feelings. a guy would be on a farm, wake up, and say, today feels really shitty. These days, there'd be a huge analysis after that. Mm. Back then, this is a shitty day. You know what? I better go shovel I still hand. need to yeah. go get some food. You just sort of say that's just the way some days are. Yep. Yeah. Overanalyzing maybe. There's this feeling, what do they call it in terms of the culture? It's like, it's very pleasure seeking now that you got instant gratification with cell phones and. The cult of happiness. The cult of happiness. Facebook, yeah. everybody's happy on it. Right. Yep. And that. You get the sense that you should feel good all the time. You should yeah. feel positive. You always get the edited version. Right. So that just ain't true. Yeah, and I think there's really good reason sometimes for negative or not happy mind states, right? In terms of, like, I think of putting your hand on a stove. That hurts, but it's giving your body important feedback. Right. And if we try to do away with pain or things that feel more negative, the feeling part of it, and I think we're getting rid of really important aspects of life and right information about life and our relationship with it. Yeah, so sometimes you just got to persevere as a parent when you're feeling negative. Maybe sometimes you cry. Maybe sometimes you talk to someone, call a friend, get some yeah, support. Yeah, isn't that great with friends? Like instantly you're talking and sharing stories and here stuff happened to their kids or with their relationships and I instantly feel better. Yeah. I don't feel bad about it, mm. but it's great. You sort of commiserate and everybody's going through the same stuff. It just looks universality. Sort of it's universality. like group therapy, right? Group That's therapy. what we do here. Yep. You know, yeah. your kids are younger. So I don't know if you'd experience this so much, but I've seen this with, I got a couple teens now, but just pulling my hair out, <laughs> trying to fix a problem getting increasingly negative about it and then getting completely surprised by a kid coming down and saying sorry or mm. it just it's like you know light oh. from the skies you don't expect i like that something to improve but they're getting older and they're mm. improving too so yeah yep is this helping Helping with a negative day, with the negative day, yeah, right, yeah. I think talking about it's always helpful. We commiserate, commiserate about our own parenting experience, yeah. And I think one thing you've said often throughout you know the past four years or so when I've had young babies 
saying, what is it? Um, sometimes you have to lower your expectations. <laughs> I like that. It's helpful totally, in right? moments, right? Yeah. Maybe not like your overall life goals or aims. You want to keep them, but lowering your expectations for even like for me, sometimes like, um, cleanliness around the house oh, or getting to places on time as frequently as I did before or functioning to the degree I that I did. better already. You know, I, I feel better literally already. a few, I don't know, pretty recently I made the decision. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. Um, I made the decision. My house is going to look like an effing disaster oh, I love it. until my kids are 18. Okay. And then maybe it'll improve. But that's just helped me think. Yeah. Just accept some things are going to be the way they are, at least for a time. Yep. And maybe you'll get better. You know, ultimately yeah. it doesn't really matter, right? I know. I know. I think I'm high in neuroticism in that way. Hmm. Right? Um, which someday we'll have to talk about personality types and how, as a parent, they affect you or, right. or the play that has on your parenting style or like the... Um, your child's personality, how that might affect you as a parent. Um, but I think that I'm higher in neuroticism, which means negative. I'm more quick to negative emotion. I'm more affected by it than hmm. someone who's low in it, who's more easygoing. Um, and I think I, that is a, a challenge for me as a parent. I have to sometimes be able to tolerate more if something's out of place. And I'm like, by I mean, I'm sounding like I'm a hyper clean organized human but i'm not to that no but you know. got three boys yeah very so active to be boys. even a little neurotic and wanting things clean and three boys yeah yep. that's and a recipe four for dogs. disaster yeah yeah and a husband and a husband but he's super helpful yeah yeah we like paul yeah paul's great he's a great dad he's very hands-on involved in and lower in neuroticism with i think so yeah, yeah definitely you need that balance yep yeah so what else do folks do when they get in a negative mindset? I think we covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> How many things are there to do? Probably. Um, there's, okay. Well, it's part of the Practice. beauty of co-parenting, if you're fortunate yep. enough to be able to co-parent, is to hand take a break off. and hand it off and go collect take your space. stuff together. Yeah. Take space. Go to work. And, you know, another thing that's useful... and. I've done this is just inform your kids that you're having mm -hmm. a bad day. I do and that you're often. You're sorry if you're a little snappy and stuff, but yep. or you guys kind of have to tread carefully today because right. I'm sort of, you know, right on the verge. And yep, I need your. A lot your of times help. they respect that. Yep, because it will come out sideways usually if you don't. Yeah. And I think it is very healthy if you're embracing your feelings and guiding your behaviors when mm. you say that. Did I tell you them. about my son's one in four mornings? No. I didn't. No. No. So he's a great kid. Um, he is uh, also a bit moody. And Gets that from dad? Emma, <laughs> different, different ways. Different yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. Different. He got <laughs> a little sort bit of the, from everyone. The double hit. <laughs> but some days, and it's really, it, it works out to be one in four mornings. Wow. Almost like clockwork. Sometimes you get two in a row, but then you won't. You gotta, anyways of just being sour, mm. angry. And he typically wrestles and fights with inanimate, inanimate objects. 
stuff will fall in the fridge. He's mm. trying to shove stuff in his backpack. His it's neuronal all network out. is limited. It's, yeah, it's like reduced to zero. Because yeah, clumsiness gets... Have you ever noticed that when you're negative, you're more clumsy? I don't even think... I think Freud was right. I think mm. it's intentional Oh wow. Uh, errors and mistakes. Um, we could talk about that later. Yeah. But I think Unconscious. People, yeah. um, emoting. So anyways... And he's funny four. now. He, he recognizes it. And he'll actually say it's a one in four morning or tomorrow's going to be a one in four morning. And he snaps out of it by... He wakes up just kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... But it's notable. How old was he when you started to see that pattern? Huh. Ten? Yeah. So, I wish I was a little more predictable like that. <laughs> right, you could like plan for your every fourth morning. <laughs> yeah, you could actually schedule certain, like an right. extra cup of coffee. Yes, I like that. How do you support a co-parent who's getting negative? It's hmm. an important question. I know for me, I often try to just be more involved on those days. Take take on whatever shoulder more of the yeah. load. Yeah, you know, let me play with the kids more. Let me take the kids out. Have some space. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Grab them and whisk them off to the playground. Breakfast or playground. Yep. And co-parents are usually very appreciative of that. Yeah, just having a little space. Yeah. What else can you do for a co-parent? For a co-parent, embrace their feelings. Embrace their, their feelings. Their behavior. But if you try to guide their behaviors, that doesn't always go great. Yeah. I found that you don't say, what are you getting so upset about? <laughs> yeah, people usually don't like that. or no. Yeah. can feel like you're accusing them of something. Right. Yeah, I, I find that Paul is pretty receptive, though, to guiding behavior. Like, what can I do to help yes, um, the behavior? Yeah, I think sometimes to feel like you're not alone in it or that there's nothing wrong with you for having mm. a bad day is really important, too doesn't mean you're a bad parent. doesn't mean you don't like your kids. It doesn't mean... Right. It doesn't... Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean everything won't turn out okay. Yeah. Yep. Just duct tape. Yeah. Look for the shore. Yeah, and I think that communicating with your kids can be very helpful, too, to just say, you know what, like, um, and if you're doing this every day, then maybe you need to really check in and, right. and talk to someone, a doctor or a therapist, about why am I perpetually in a negative mood. But if it's, you know, now and again that you're being hit with this random negativity or one in four days that you have the negativity going on. I think it is helpful to just or to communicate clearly about it. Don't fight because you're angry, but just let people know I'm having a tough day. You know, can we do something a little bit more low key? Or if you can't do that, just letting people know so that you don't feel alone. Right. You know what I wanted to work into this podcast? I don't even know how to do it exactly. So what was that fact you read today about animals? So it's from Franz DeWall's book about uh, gender through the eyes of primatologist, and the title is different. And in it, there's, I forget the name of the chapter, and as a busy mom, I'm slowly going through the book, but I love it. And he, I forget, yeah, I forget why he was talking about or how it relates, but he said, primatologists do not believe, I think the general consensus is that Animals, they don't think animals know that or correlate or know, I don't know what the right word is, that when you have, that you get pregnant from having sex. 
So they see that as a, like a different thing, right? So as humans, oh, we see. know that pregnancy comes from Meaning having sex. they understand pregnancy and they understand sex, but they don't connect Link the two? Link the two. Oh. Yeah, because when you think about it, I mean, that's a pretty... Co- I never thought about how complex that really is, that if you... However long the gestation period is for different animals, right? For us, it's the 10 months that you're pregnant for. But you can see how maybe if animals were to have sex and then... 10 months later it's you have true. a baby like how do you correlate that or maybe even right. the day before they had sex and had the baby you know like not that baby but probably humans couldn't do it before they could speak language either and then yep. somebody must have made the connection yeah that be somebody should have gotten a lot more credit time? than that yeah amazing moment in time that's part of it though right is um we were talking people think particularly in this day and age where there's more luxury to think you're not just scrambling to survive you have more calories to think with more calories to think with more time to think and um yeah you can overthink parenting mm-hmm. you can overthink uh get stuck in a real negative place yeah and um yeah part of yeah. the trick is probably stopping thinking and just doing yep engaging more yeah sometimes i actually really like when i'm in a negative mood to just work Right, yes. like to get your hands dirty or just like engage with doing versus being in the mind, getting out of yourself and just doing. Right. But yeah, and then we were, Duncan and I were talking about how, how does our ability to think so comprehensively actually hinder our parenting skills, right? Like, because I don't necessarily think that bonobos or... Maybe they do. I don't know. But or, or lions or dogs think about, oh, if I parent this way, how will it affect who my kid's going to be right. in 18 years? Will they get into college? Or like all the fears that parents nowadays have about what they're doing to their child via parenting. It's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. And the way animals do it is sort of one of our number one principles. They're role models. And they don't even yep. know they're role models. Yeah. But if you can survive as an animal and you can show, show that to your kids, yep. they learn how to survive. Lead the way. Which is why role modeling is so key to our fundamental. Approach. Yep, looking at self. So even if you overthink, as long as you're surviving every day and making, making ends meet, you're doing a service. Yeah. Right? You're parenting. Parenting. Yeah, lowering your expectations a little bit, but in a but in a positive way, right? Doing almost um, what would Joe often say? Don't give up, give in. Hmm. Isn't that great. Go go with the like the yeah. willow tree versus the oak mm. in the wind, right? Yeah, the be more flexible. Oak falls over. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes too, I think although as parents we're very important in our child's lives, obviously. But then sometimes we have to remind ourselves, too, that we're actually sometimes not that important as we feel like we right. are. Kids self-socialize a lot. Right. They're picking what they want. Yeah, we aren't in charge of the show. No. Take it, it takes a little bit of pressure off. Yeah. Yep. And don't use that in a negative way to be irresponsible. No. You, you but still need to do what you need to do. But yep. kids sometimes just, yeah. Need to be They're grown up on their own. Well, I feel yep. better. I feel great. (laughs) All right, folks. I hope you enjoyed our show today. Good. We'll talk more later.
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Is There a Med for That? For more information about our podcast and our clinical work, visit our website at medforthat.com. If you've got questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover, feel free to email us at contact at medforthat.com. We'd love to answer some of your questions on air. Have a great day.